Welcome to the Gospel According to with Ryan and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. Okay, Mike, so in this season, we are talking about the kingdom of God. And in our introductory episode, you claimed that the kingdom is not a theme of the Bible, but the theme of the Bible. And then you made the even more radical claim that the kingdom doesn't just begin in the Gospel of Matthew or in Acts 2, but it actually starts in Genesis chapter 1. Now, a cursory reading of Genesis 1 will show the word kingdom and king are not used there. But I do think as you consider Genesis 1 a bit more, kingdom is central to Genesis 1. Take me through this. How do we come to see kingdom in Genesis 1? Absolutely. So if we just pull out our Strong's concordance, you know, we're not getting, (laughs) we're not, we're not getting kingdom here, but that's why we've got to not just read with a concordance, right? You know, so, so if we go back to Genesis 1, and just take in the text, right? Hey, take can in I the note about that real quick. Can I sure. About that yeah, go ahead. Uh huh. I think that's so important, and and I know there's a, there's a sarcasm there, but I think your yeah. sarcasm is really telling. I can remember when I first started preaching, every preacher told me get a Vines Bible Dictionary and get a Strong's Concordance, and I did. Uh-huh. And I found that for most of my sermons, I would take a Strong's word and then just look at all of those examples of that word. Yeah. But what that misses is the larger things. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we're, and that's, and, and, and I know there's some tar- sarcasm there, but it is a really important point. You don't just look at the word, yeah. you look at the theme and the message, yeah. of it, the larger message. And that's what we're really trying to do here is let's yeah. get to the message of Genesis one. So I really appreciate you actually saying that. So yeah. let's get to the message. What's the message yeah. of Genesis one? Well, uh, sorry, I was just going on this side about how to read the Bible um, maybe that's going to be what our seasons is about because we're not going to be able to get off this point. But right, <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, so, so reading through scripture, yeah, you know, just a word like just looking for key words, right? The reality is, it's like there's a there's a whole constellation of images that go together in these single, you know, in these in these themes, and there's so much interplay and interconnected, and the 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 sort of ground in which these things emerge is the narrative of scripture itself. And so if we're not first rooted in what the text is saying, the story it's telling, you know, just picking out a word here, or there is going to miss it. So yeah, we don't, we don't get kingdom of God just by simply, you know, doing a little, you know, word count or anything like that. But anyway, that, that aside, um, going back to Genesis one and, and you take in that story and breathe in that story and fill up on that story and, and, and step back and say, okay, what does Genesis one claim about God? Who is he? He's the creator. Absolutely. He's creating in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but he's also introduced from the beginning as a great King, right? He's the one who is commanding. And it was so right in, in the ancient world, it's a King who does that, but even more when he creates humanity, right? Let's, let's read that and, and see this. And then we'll, I'll, 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 I'll uh, elaborate on this point, but Genesis one, verse 26 then God said, and this is sort of a climactic point of his creation, right? Uh, he, he, day one, let, uh, God said, let there be light. God said, and it was so. God said, it was so. And we get down to, to 1 and verse 26. Then God said, let us make humanity in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
God created humanity in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Right. So, so again, you step back and you just let the scriptures form our categories for us and, and, and help us start to orient ourselves instead of reading our own experiences into this, let do our best to set those things aside and let the scriptures form these. And, and God is presented as this King. There's the, there's the realm of the heavens, there's the realm of the earth, and God is the king overall who's commanding and creation's obeying and who's appointing humanity, creating humanity and then appointing humanity to rule as his representatives over this earth realm. Um, and so this, this framework of God reigning over creation and particularly through humanity on the earth is the very beginning of the Bible, how we start to orient ourselves to who is God, what is the world, it, what, what, what is humanity, what is humanity's role, what is God's purpose in the world, what's humanity's role in that, and, and it's setting up the, the story that's going to follow and everything else we're going to learn about who God is, what he's doing, who Jesus is, all, all that stuff. Yeah. What I really appreciate that you just did is you read Genesis 1 as a witness to God. Mm, yeah. And Genesis 1 is, of course, a controversial text to the max. And I think that so many of the controversies around this text have ended up creating more heat than light. Mm. But if we just read it about what is this telling us about God, you're right. It's yeah. ultimately, I think, telling us not only that he is creator, but he is also the sovereign Lord over the heavens yeah. and the earth. Now, mm-hmm. one point you made, you know, to Mike, I, I actually want to give commentary from the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. Yes. In Psalm yeah. 115, verse 16, mm-hmm. this is a very important verse. It's, it's easy to pass over, but note this. Psalm 115, verse 16, the heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. Hmm. To whom yeah. are the heavens given? The Lord continues to rule. But to whom was the earth given? He granted that reign to humanity. Exactly, right? Yeah. And, and here in Genesis 1, you not only have God creating the heavens and the earth, but then you have God giving his dominion and his rule on earth to? Humanity. Humanity. Now, I love your translation in verse 28 be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea. The ESV reads, have dominion over the fish of the, in the sea. Mm-hmm. Who in our modern world would we think of as one that rules and have dominion? Of course, it's a king. Yeah, This is royal language. In a future conversation, you and I are going to talk through image a bit more and try to mm-hmm. really unpack that. So I don't want to go there fully now. Yeah. Tell me briefly. Yeah. Let's summarize. Genesis 1 is all about the creation of the heavens and earth. Yeah. But then also the purpose of the yeah. heavens and the earth. Yeah. Who's going to rule the heavens? Who's going to rule the earth? I really want to make sure we're clear on this point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the way I would say it is God is is uh, rule. God is, is high king over heaven and earth, and he appoints humanity as his royal children to represent him on the earth. 
Exactly. And, you know, this was what was my struggle in understanding kingdom for so long. Hmm. When I think of a king, I think of one who wants to hoard the authority for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was at FC, I had a class on the history of the English language, and we went into all different types of British history with the monarchs, etc. And they're horrible. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You read any of this Shakespearean dramas or tragedies about the kings. Yeah, there's some fiction in there, but oh my gracious, they were horrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they would take authority for themselves and were just inherently Machiavellian in their approach to ruling. And, And that has been my general experience with earthly kings. Right. Kings seek power for themselves. Yeah. Kings seek authority for themselves. Kings seek wealth for themselves. But what does Yahweh, the Lord of heaven and earth, do in Genesis 1? The most remarkable thing. He shares his power, shares his authority, takes... I mean, you you think about humanity. The only significance we have is the significance that was invested in us by God himself. When he said, I will make humanity in in our image according to our likeness and let them rule, right? It's God taking a creature that is otherwise so insignificant in its own right and, and investing so much value and worth and honor and glory in, in, in that, you know, I, I see God is not the micromanager of the universe. He's empowering others to, to, to rule, to have agency and to, to rule and represent him. And it's just a, it's just such a beautiful picture. I, I, yeah. I, and, th- and this is where we have to make sure we are not reading the kingdom of heaven as the kingdom of earth. Exactly. Because here in the creation of the heavens and the earth, the Lord is giving away his authority and sharing mm-hmm. it with his creature. Exactly. The grace of God is already witnessed here in Genesis chapter one. The mm-hmm. kingdom of God is not about taking power and hoarding authority. It's yeah. about sharing and giving. Yes. Using the word of the Apostle Paul, it's about grace. Yeah. Psalm 8 is obviously a great commentary on this. Absolutely. In Psalm 8, beginning in verse 5, you have made him that is man a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the work of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, the beasts of the field, the birds of the heaven, the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Yahweh, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Even as David, who wrote Psalm 8, is reflecting on Genesis 1, he sees that Genesis 1 is about the gracious kingdom of God. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, God is creator of heaven and earth. God Mm -hmm. is Lord of heaven and earth. But that means that God is the king who gives away his authority to man on earth. And and gracious, I mean, we could talk forever about how humanity has done in this vocation and this calling. Mm -hmm. Um, But the very nature of God is to share of that authority and that grace. Absolutely. Yes. And, and it, and it's that if we, if we can get our, our heads, wrapped around this, if we can get this, begin to get this in our hearts, right? This purpose of God, that he would exercise his rule over and through humanity, right? Realize 
that is, is what is ultimately going to be the plot of the rest of the biblical story when humanity thwarts that and, and, and rejects that and undermines that in sin. Um, and and we'll, as we get to the end of scripture, we're going to see that's been what's resolved. The revelation ends with this picture of God on his throne, the lamb reigning, and, and, and it says about God's people, they will reign with him forever and ever. And so, um, yeah, seeing it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And even, and even as you look at Revelation 21, it's about the kingdom the kingdom mm-hmm. coming. But what then is the nature of that kingdom, even in Revelation 21? It's about a kingdom of grace, a kingdom yeah. of heaven, again, welcoming those who have failed, but have been redeemed into God's eternal kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, let's conclude. Genesis 1 is about what? It's about the kingdom of God. It, it orients us to this story of God's reign. Right. And what is that reign of God? The reign of God is not the earthly kings who seek power for themselves. The reign of God is the gracious king who, in creating the heavens and the earth, gives that authority by grace to humanity. What an awesome God we serve. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According to Podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe, and click the bell to get notified when we drop a new episode. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns. Mm-hmm.